Hey, everybody, it's the international break, but that's not stopping us. Robert and I are back for the Holt cast from 7500toholt.com. How's it going, Robert? Disappointing draw against Sunderland. I guess we'll start with that. Yeah, it's going pretty well. That draw kind of sucked, though, because, you know, someone someone on our Twitter feed commented, if I were reading your Twitter feed, I'd thought we'd lost, you know, 4 nothing. And in my mind, it almost sort of feels like that. I mean, we, we did basically just piss away two points. Yeah. Pretty much. It was, um, I mean, there's no excuse to losing to Sunderland, especially when you dominated the match as much as Villa did. You know, they dominated possession, they dominated shots, and they just could not convert anything. Yeah, just looking at a couple quick stats, possession, 63.5% belong to Aston Villa. 84% successful passing, that's pretty good, and outshot Sunderland 21-7. to yeah, absolutely. And and I guess the real frustration is not so much that we didn't convert, because we did get two goals. I mean, two goals should be enough to beat Sunderland. That's not a terrible day. The real frustration comes from the fact that the two goals that we shipped both came from stupid individual mistakes again. It wasn't team efforts. It was people forgetting where they should be on the pitch, basically, and doing dumb things. And, you know, eliminate one mistake either time and Villa win 2 nothing. Yeah, and I don't think it's a stretch either to say that the two goals came from Sunderland's far and away most talented players on the pitch. Jan and Vila, good signing. Jermaine Lenz, great signing, and both of them netted. Yeah, absolutely. And and that, that free kick goal, I mean, good God. you There's nothing anyone could do once it was on the spot because that goal was going in forever. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's a goal that you think maybe Seb Larson can score from the free kick. He wasn't even on the pitch at the time. And yeah. I, I didn't know Jan and Vila could do that. Yeah, nor did I. That that was like the first time we ever saw Leandro Bakuna score a free kick goal. Or Benteke even in that hat-trick against QPR, and we're going to talk about Aston Villa hat-tricks later. We had a post on our site this week, but more on that later. Yeah, but it just it, it really irritated me because as great as that free kick was, as indefensible as that free kick was, it only arose because Amavi went plowing into someone for no particular reason. Yeah, exactly. He still has a lot to learn. In the defensive area, but fortunately, Jordan Amavi is a great attacker, provided that assist, squared it nicely to Scott Sinclair, who also converted a penalty, and as we know, he's pretty good at those, fortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sinclair is just a man on fire right now. He had five goals in four days, um, which is ludicrous. If, if he sits for the next month, uh, you can riot. It's safe. Yeah, I mean, I think I think only it's unfortunate for him that the international break comes at this time because, like you said, he's setting the world on fire and really, really making his two and a half million pound move already come good. Yeah, he's he's paid for himself now. Five goals earns you two point five million. There you go, buddy. Uh, let's get five more and start getting bonus money, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just throw him, throw him some extra cash every week because <laughs> he's doing the job. It's like when you you're playing football manager or something, and you sign someone, and you give him a per goal bit bonus, and you say, "Oh, Sinclair's not going to score that much. Let's give him a big bonus." Well, now he's scoring. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why you play football manager handheld because you don't have to worry about shit like per goal bonuses. Oh, classic mode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose that would be the same thing. Um, I, I always do it in FIFA with, like, a defensive midfielder or something. I'll go, like, 20%, 20% bonus every goal you score. Like, if it's uh, zero per season. That's brilliant. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it was a frustrating match because part of the problem was, it was, you could see Villa are much better than they were last year, and you could see that Sunderland is a team they should be blowing out of the water. We should be doing 4-0, like we did against Sunderland last year, against this Sunderland squad. Okay, and, and I know we're going to get to transfers in a bit, but you know how we've been saying selling Benteke, using that money, upgrading the whole squad? Really, if we would have had Benteke and nine just randos, I think we win this match. Maybe. Uh, because, because look, at it's John O'Shea and Yunus Kabul are their center backs. Mm-hmm. That said, I, I actually I think I'm going to disagree with you here because it wasn't, you know, Scott Sinclair converted two chances. That's that's, true. that's what Benteke would have done. He probably would have had two goals on the day. Okay, well, I was thinking maybe he could have he could have found three, but <laughs> Benteke isn't the one that makes idiot mistakes, and you know, no one up front was the one that made idiot mistakes. I was frustrated at the Villa attack. I was livid with the dumb mistakes in the back. But even more frustrating was the lack of substitutions. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Tim Sherwood used only one in a match. Uh, you know, when players had played 120 minutes in the middle of the week. 
when it was not as hot as it had been the week before, but still warm out, and players were obviously flagging, we only got one substitution. Yeah, and it was Carlos Heel. He came on. Instantly, he made an impact. You could see him dictating the play. He just lends the ball to his teammates. He wants it right back. And it really, the quick passing game that we were playing at that time was moving Sunderland around and creating a lot of chances in the attacking third. Yeah, then Carlos, Carlos Healy works himself into the box, and it was a dive. He was, he was booked. It was unfortunate. He should have just shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think there was incidental contact there. I'm not sure if he dove. I, maybe I, he the thing is, I don't really – I wouldn't call it an explicit dive that he was looking for the penalty. I think he thought Kabul was going to leave the foot and he was just trying to get out of the way. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that I'm leaning more towards dive than I was on the day of the match. But, um, you know, regardless of that debate, the, like you said, the big thing is he should have shot. He was clear on goal. He, he didn't have a fancy goal ahead of him, but he would have had that goal. Uh, he was just trying to beat three players and then pass it in the net from two feet away. Yeah, it was, it was With- really unfortunate decision-making. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but... But all in all, it's it's okay. The most the more important thing is Sunderland didn't get three points on the day. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been an unmitigated disaster had Sunderland won, uh, which they not. looked like they might be doing, you know, after eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, no um, kidding. But thank God that didn't happen. And the other thing that's sort of yeah, tampering my or tempering my disappointment a little bit is the fact that we didn't have Grealish or Triore. Um, and having either or both of those players in with the same stats that we had in this match, I think Villa would have just blown Sunderland out of the water. Undoubtedly, I think we saw Bakuna start at the right wing. I think either Jack Grealish or Adama Traore could have started there. Traore still had that that ankle. The ankle knock, I guess, wasn't the issue. It was the muscle, the calf muscle soreness, I guess. The, the report I saw that Sherwood had commented on. And Jack Grealish, I think he was out with the flu. Yeah, absolutely. So... And, again, two years running, we have a match in which everyone seemingly has a bug. Uh, so, Yeah, why can't, it, why can't it be against, like, Manchester City or when we're already going to lose 3-0? Just what's 5-0 when you're going to already lose 3-0? Yeah, like Arsenal last year. Where, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pain in the neck. But So it was a disappointing match, but I think there's some positives to take away from it. I think having Adama around, having Grealish around would have really changed that. I think the biggest disappointment to me, like you said, was the lack of subs. You know, Gisted, Gisted, excuse me, uh, looked like junk towards the end there. Why not bring on Kozak? Why not bring on Ayu? You have both of them available. Exactly. Um, Still early in the season, a lot of people struggling for fitness. From every match I've seen, both clubs, mm-hmm. their players struggling for fitness. You have to use your subs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what Libor Kozak has to do to get playing time. Maybe now that we didn't get a striker in the window, uh, he'll actually get to play a little bit. Maybe, yeah, maybe he could like sleep with Sherwood or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, don't propose that to Ayu. Yeah, and Ayu actually he scored over the international break already. Yeah, absolutely, a match winner for Ghana against Congo. Uh, and, yeah, did you see the goal? Yeah, it was a lovely goal. It came along from the left side. And just blistered it in. Yeah, he did all the work. Yeah, absolutely. Which is not something I knew he had in him. Yeah, it was just a great moment of individual brilliance that won him one Ghana the friendly against Congo. So yeah, good to see yeah. because I think all he needs is just a little bit of confidence. I, I absolutely agree. Um, and, and I think we'll start seeing him a little bit more. I think Sherwood, now that he knows what he's got, may start rotating people more. God knows he has to use his subs. It's, I think it's still extremely difficult. You've just brought in all these new players to, to find out what's the best formation for all of them and mm-hmm. what's the best formation for the, te- you know, for the team and just to accommodate players in certain roles. Yeah. But I guess, I guess one last thing on the match, the midfield of Idrissa Ghana, Carlos Sanchez, and Ashley Westwood, great once again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the three of them are just absolutely thrilling me. Sanchez got a little tired at the end, but, you know, he had played midweek and he was... Yeah, and we had Jordan Vera too on the bench who should have came in. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you can't complain about that trio. The the three of them just look incredible right now, um, which is so nice to see. I mean, just think back a year ago what we were seeing from Paul Lambert midfields and just think how refreshing this is. 
Yeah, and even even thinking back to April, May, when it was Fabian Delph, uh, Tom Cleverley, and Ashley Westwood, and losing two of those players. Yeah, uh, you you wouldn't have expected to see because back then, towards the end of the season last year, it was all we could talk about was that wonderful midfield. Um, oh, also, moment that made me pretty happy this weekend: Tom Cleverley getting stretchered off. <laughs> I don't want to say that made me happy, but it didn't not make me happy. Uh, yeah. I hold much less anger towards Cleverly than I do towards Delph. I, I think, I don't know, because you, you, I can't really be mad at the club for not shelling out all that cash to buy Cleverly in the January window. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I, I, like Everton, it's not, it's not even really a step up, I think. It's maybe a step up once every four years. Maybe half a step up and the other half of the step like to the right, like mostly a <laughs> side grade. Is he doing the time warp? Yeah. <laughs> he puts his hands on his hips and uh, moves over to Everton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Sunderland, that was the thing that happened. I think Villa will come back more strong. Uh, they come back with Leicester, West Brom, Birmingham City, and oh, my God. Yeah, and and after after that run of matches, it's it's a really tough stretch, so it's massively important that, what do you think, if at least can, nine points in September. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they can do nine points in September because that would require a win over Liverpool. Because uh, it's just Leicester and West Brom in the Oh, league. yeah, yeah, excuse me. I, I forgot. <laughs> With, yeah, right. I, I Remember, was, Birmingham City aren't good enough to be in the Premier League. I guess I, I, guess I was looking before the Sunderland match, nine points but like yeah. by September, but by the end of September. Yeah, no, I think if, we, if we're able to get six points from Leicester and West Brom, I think we're going to be in a great position. Um, and I think even if we can get four from Leicester and West Brom, that'll be a, a good haul. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset again, again with a draw against Leicester. They're playing really good football, but they're going to cool off after the international break, so I'm not yep. too worried about that yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, eight points from, or excuse me, yeah, eight points from six matches would be fine with me. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to the summer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like deadline day. Deadline day. Actually pretty busy, and we thought a couple moves were going to be made, but I didn't think they were going to be made more than more than two or three, including the outgoing moves. Yeah, absolutely. And we ended up having five moves on deadline day itself and plenty more rumors. Exactly. Could have, could have had a lot more. Dimitar Berbatov was in B6, and mm-hmm. we just didn't stump up the cash, which... I was completely mind-blown because then he ended up signing for a Greek club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was kind of holding out hope that maybe no one would want him and we'd be able to get him for lower wages than what he was demanding. But the Greeks came through um, because, as everyone knows, Greece is flush with cash. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I don't get that at all. But maybe maybe Villa only wanted him to, to offer him a one-year deal or something with a, a pay-for-play structure. And, yeah. and that appearance, more appearance based, or, or something. I don't know. And he had more, more security yeah. there. And that could be. Um, and and maybe he just wanted to just be really rich in Greece. Yeah. And to be fair, I I think he would have helped us. I don't think he was someone that Villa should have, you know, gone all out to get. He was exactly, never going yeah, to help us that much. Don't hand Demidar Berbatov a blank check. <laughs> no need. Yeah. So we didn't get him. We also didn't get Emmanuel Adebayor. Yeah, interesting reason there, but just decided it, it wasn't wasn't the right move for him. Whatever, yep. and I, I wanted to see him at first, and then he just he didn't want to move to Birmingham. Whatever, we didn't want him then, and I'm I'm not upset about it. Yeah, apparently on advice from his pastor, he didn't move. Which I don't know why the pastor would say that, but given the situation Adebayor's had in the past year plus with his family and everything, and his recent conversion. Uh, you know, it makes sense that his pastor plays a pretty big role in his life, so I'm not going to judge him for that. No. Um, yeah, so we didn't get him, and it turns out I think it was going to be much better for both the player and the club that he not be here. Uh, I don't think he would have been happy here, and I don't think Villa would have been happy with him here. Yeah, exactly. I think I'd, I'd prefer to develop our younger strikers, even if they're not going to offer as much right away. The, the hope is that down the road they will be able to. Yep, Absolutely. Um, so I, I think we could see some good things from there. Um, what were some of the other deals that you wanted to see on deadline day that we didn't get finished? Um, I, I kind of wanted to see Senderos and Charles and Zogbia going out just to reduce the wage bill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. They're footballers. They probably want to play. So 
They, yeah. They were in terrible. A lot of people were giving Inzagbia crap on Twitter, but I don't know. I can't, I can't really hold anything against him. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people giving him crap on Twitter because, you know, he's collecting a big wage bill and not doing anything. It's not his fault that someone offered him a great contract. He'd have been an idiot to not sign it. Is this, uh, this is his last year, no? I believe so, yeah. Or maybe maybe is one more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and Cinderos was, I mean... Cinderos was a, just an emergency cover, and I, I don't really care that much. Because the he, thing is, free. I think we all sort of be like, yeah, we don't need him here. I didn't think he was all that bad. No, he wasn't. He kicked the crap out of Balotelli. He, he <laughs> won that match, and... Uh, then, then he was injured, which he was is just basically the same as Joe Cole. Like contributed a little bit. He didn't hurt the team. Yeah, this is in fact in Zogbia's, uh last year. Okay. At least according to Dan Ward's amazing contracts page. If you don't know about it, uh, go to AstonVillaCentral.com. Dan doesn't do much on the site anymore, but he keeps an updated contract expiration page that is maybe the single most used tool I had this summer. Yeah, very. Very, very useful, I guess I should say. Yeah, and he keeps it constantly updated. Um, you know, all of our deadline day people are already on there, so give it a look. It's it's useful. Uh, but, yeah, so Cinderos is around. The thing with him is if we end up needing him, I'm not going to be worried, so. No, no, and and with the, the signings we made, it looks like Sherwood maybe could switch to three at the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least try it, maybe not a, a full-out. Yeah, split. I'm hesitant to say that because we spent all of this summer going, oh, we could do three at the back, and he hasn't even contemplated it a little bit, not even in a cup match or anything. So, I mean, yeah, it strikes me as something that's totally viable with the personnel we now have. I'm not sure if Sherwood is comfortable with that sort of a setup. Yeah, last time in the cup match, we did zero at the back. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan um, Baker and Carlos Sanchez at the back. Yeah, the other the other player I wanted to leave was Kieran Richardson, but Jill Bennett was loaned to Bournemouth, so I think it's good to keep Richardson around at left back. And yeah. people are saying, yeah, we should have shipped off Richardson, kept Bennett. I don't think so, because if he can play a year in the Premier League, it will be much better for us next year. Yep, I absolutely agree. I, I, I kind of understood the idea that, you know, I think Bennett is a better player, so we keep him around, but... In theory, knocking on every piece of wood I have... Um, you know, Amavi is going to be the first choice and going to play the vast majority of the game. So it wouldn't have given Bennett much development time, much playing time. So let him get that playing time. Yeah, Amavi um, is one of the first names on the team sheet, much less unable to be displaced from left back. Yeah, exactly. And and with Mings injured down in uh, Burnmouth, uh, I, I think Bennett will actually get some playing time down there. And it's only a six-month loan. Yeah, exactly. Just see so, see how it is, reevaluate, maybe ship him off again for six months, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If they need to keep him for six months, have him. Uh, our other loan out, speaking of the zero at the back, uh, Nathan Baker shipped off to Bristol City. How do you feel about that one? It's good, and it, it's nice that Calum Robinson was, was already on loan there, so those two guys stay together. I think that's important because I think when when you keep going out on loan, or even if it's just your first time going out on loan, it's – it could, it could probably be a bit depressing and just different to get used to. So just having even one other guy that you know is going to be yeah. huge. Yeah, but, absolutely. But again, it's a championship. I think it's a good move, and he'll start. Yeah, Nathan Baker uh, always confuses me because of his beard, but it's easy to forget how young he is. Um, you know, it seems like he's been around forever, but he's only 24. Yeah, and 24. yeah. Um, so, you know, he hasn't been around forever. He's been around for just a little bit and, uh, he's still young. So he's got plenty of time to develop, especially considering he's a center back. Yeah. And, um, and he's been massively unlucky. Like right when he, he start playing good football and then he'll just get a concussion or something and then be being displaced from the first team at Villa. So hopefully he can stay healthy and, and that should mean he'll be a regular starter for Bristol city. Yeah, absolutely. What about the deadline day incomings? Uh, Matija Sarkic, is that how I say that? Yeah, I think Matija Sarkic, yeah, I, th- I think that's right, from Anderlecht, and he's only 18, uh, and a three-year deal for the young keeper, so definitely really, one, one to watch for the future. I'm really sad that that was the young player from Anderlecht that we signed, instead of Dennis Preet. Yeah, yeah, or, I, I don't know, Anderlecht have just loads of amazing young players, but I think it shows, it shows Tim Sherwood's skill, I guess, in, in the market. 
Yeah. He's, maybe not so much him. Maybe it was someone left over from Lambert's list that they're going after, but <laughs> who cares? We got him now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, but that, that's a player that's going to have no impact whatsoever for at least a couple of years. Uh, more impactful immediately, Julian Lescott. Yeah, Lescott, he's 33, signed him on a two-year deal. He was hard leaving at West Brom for a year, and I think it's great. He grew up a Villa fan, and now he gets to play for his club. Yeah, grew up a Villa fan because his older brother played defense for Villa, uh, or at least the Villa Academy. And apparently, I was reading the, the backstory on this, he had a trial with Villa where he was told he wasn't good enough. He was trialing as a goalkeeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently he, he grew up as a goalkeeper and then made the switch over to defense. Uh, so he went to Wolves. Uh, part, that's one side of the story. The other side of the story from Peter Wythe is that uh, his folks didn't want both of their kids at the same club, so they sent him off to Wolves. Interesting. Well, took a little while, but eventually he's made it to Villa, and I think even if, if he's brought in just as cover, that's good. He's got loads of Premier League experience, and... Personally, so, I, I think he could he could push Kieran Clark out of the spot right now. I was going to say, given the mistakes that Clark has made in the past few matches, do you think he starts against Leicester ahead of Clark? Given the way that Jermaine Lenz's goal was conceded and Clark was just pinwheeled and did absolutely nothing, I mm-hmm. think, just based on that. I mean, you can't. It's it's hard to blame Clark for Yanazai's goal because it it deflected off of him and. Again, and also the way that Lenz's goal was given up, Richards had that slight deflection. I think that's that's pretty unlucky because Guzan might have saved those two. But yeah. you know, yeah. Anyways, I think I think Lescott could start soon, and and if we go three at the back, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Yanuzai getting sent out for Manchester United two weeks too late to help Villa. Hey, no kidding. Come on, Dortmund. Like, Dortmund's, Dortmund's chief executive. The transfer window should close August 1st. Okay, how are you going for Yanazai a little earlier then, dude? <laughs> how about you go Come in on, before, he scores, before he scores the winning goal against Villa? We could have five points if they had made that deal earlier. Yeah, now he has the nine shirt at Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> but an, another, speaking of those loan deals, Thiago Ilori comes yeah, in from Liverpool. Yeah, and... Another center back, um, although Connor Dowley, who writes for both the Liverpool Offside and the Siren Song, uh, says that Ilori is a player who is actually capable of playing anywhere along the back line, sort of in the Jose Angel Crespo uh, vein. Yeah, how useful is that? Yeah, apparently. So that's, you know, a lot of the things I was seeing about him said he was a center back, um, but from someone who has actually watched Ilori for a little while, he says he's perfectly capable at any position. He says, don't expect Amavi going forward. Don't expect him, you know, being someone who can get forward and do a lot, but he's very solid in defense, apparently. Good. Um, we don't need any more defenders that are going to get forward. And Ilori, I, th- I think he's just played at center back because he's six foot three. You're like, yeah. okay, well, we have his height. Let's use him in the middle. Yeah. So one of the questions that came up during deadline day, uh, especially with Elori, right? I mean, this was a last-minute deal. This was something that we got the two-hour extension on. Um, one of the big questions that I had that I found really perplexing is we brought in Lescott, we brought in Elori. That means we've got Lescott, Elori, uh, Clark, Senderos, Richards, and... Akora. Akora, thank you. God, I knew there was a six. We've got six center backs for a two-center-back system. Uh, what the heck do you think is going on here? Well, we're not involved in any European competition. <laughs> so it's probably trying to just uh, do a cup double. Okay, so he wants three defenders each for cup and league. No, I ju- I just mean he just wants inordinate like incredible amounts of cover. Okay, and just I don't know if because it, I don't know if somehow you get an injury bug and it just destructs your team. That's a pretty poor excuse to get relegated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, especially when you have the the funds available, and especially when. People talk about Villa's big, big spending, whatever. The net spend was less than 2012. Yeah, absolutely. It was less than $10 million Yeah. overall, which is just incredible. Um, the one thing that I heard some people talking about that I sort of buy into is maybe this is a sign that Yoris Akora isn't as close to being ready as the club has intimated. Yeah, or possibly that we could be moving Micah Richards to right back. Yeah. Um, either of those strike me as possibilities. Richards less so, because I think part of what got him here was the promise of being a center back, and add into that the fact that he's actually been really pretty good at center back thus far. Yeah, he really has, but again, he is a, he is a defender that likes to get forward, and 
I think if he could be maybe better used there just because then we could accommodate someone else at center back. But it is I worrying. He, about I think he Coralina. would be an upgrade over Bakuna and Hutton. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of somewhere in the middle. I mean, he's better better defender than Hutton, maybe less better, less good at going forward. Definitely a worse crosser than Bakuna, but mm-hmm. he he's a big guy and he could shrug off challenges, get forward, and he's pretty pretty competent on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you were saying but, it is sorry, but, but he missed the most glorious chance I've ever seen. And a total Hesky effort, and I don't know how that goes. Like 99,999 times out of 100,000, that goes in. Yeah, it was um, – that, that header – I'm not even sure of the physics. In the replays, I couldn't figure out what happened, how it was that he made a diving header and the goal pinged off at a 90-degree angle. I, I thought it, like, one of his chest, and he must have been, like – Oh, did it? I – that would explain it. Well, my mind was blown. I don't know how that. I don't know how that. He, he was literally this far from the line. Like <laughs> he could have just sort of collected it with his chest and rolled in. Exactly. Like oh, like come on. Then and that would have been the winning goal. Yeah, it would have been. But I mean, I I find it hard to blame him for that because no, he started his ass off all the way up. The, like yeah, it well, struck me as more like an instinct play and. I feel like the football gods were just like, no, not going in. Yeah, exactly. But it, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If he, if he continues to do that, continues to get forward and finds a dangerous area of the of the box to get into, he's yeah. going to end up with some goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I've enjoyed what I've seen from him. I think I think the buys at center back in the loans uh, were a smart move. It's you know, Ilori cost us one million. Uh, as a loan fee, but we're not paying his wages. So it's the equivalent of paying, I think it was like 25,000 wages for the year. Yeah, which, 25 for 40 weeks. Yeah, that'd be yeah, which is which is totally fine. Uh, I think we have a buy option? Yeah, uh, that at least that's what it was initially reported. Neither club mentioned anything in their final deal. Um, but the press were reporting that we've got a buy option for somewhere in the 7 to 9 million range, depending on appearances. Yeah, uh, so and that could be like a Sinclair thing, like if he makes... If Ilori makes twenty or twenty-five appearances or something, you have to buy him. So, if if he's pretty good and for ten games, then he's not so good for the next ten or next nine. Maybe you just don't play him again, so you don't have to buy him. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. So I, it was one of those moves that it was cheap enough. Same with Lescott. It's cheap enough that why not do it? It's it's not going to hurt us, um, and it may possibly help us. And and I get the frustration with having six center backs for two spots, but there's no harm in having extra depth. Yeah, just wait until some people get injured, and then you yeah. will not be complaining. Exactly. It's, it's going to happen. And none of those six center backs would I be woefully worried if they were starting a match. Exactly. That's that's the huge thing here, and that's a big deal. And and the overall squad depth, I feel like, is, is like that as well. I saw you published a story where you had an 11 of just players brought in in the summer. Yeah, and it was an 11 that would not do wonderfully in the Premier League, but very well could survive relegation. I think it would win the championship. Definitely think that. But I think I think it would be a team that could get 17th, 16th. Oh, exactly. And then just, just look at the players that we, we already had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the weakness in the all-summer 11 was probably a goalkeeper. Mark yeah, Bunn is not definitely. that great. Um, and, and maybe at right back. Although with Elori, maybe he slots in in that spot that I had Crespo in. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, let's do a really quick rapid fire. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways of all of our moves for the summer here. It's a all lot right. to get through, but we're that, that's why we're keeping it short. Uh, we'll start with the uh, outgoing players to go with. Darren Bent, glad to see him go. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep, thanks for saving us that one year, but right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Enda Stevens? What, whatever. <laughs> a player side, we haven't thought side. about since he came on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go side thumb with that. Graham Burke? Uh, good, good goal against us in Notts County. Sorry that you never got a chance. Yeah, I was going to say thumbs down because of the goal against us for Notts yeah, County. Yeah. Uh, Andy Vyman? We got some money. Good. Yeah, got some money, and I think he has a real chance to perform well there. Um, yeah, and they, I, and they have a real chance to go up to the Premier League next year, so I hope they do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I still really like Andy Vyman, so I, I really hope he pulls it off there and does well. Yeah, um, just, and just makes Darren Bent look like junk. Yeah. 
So thumbs up to that move. Yeah. Uh, Yakuba Silla, off to France. Nah. Maybe you'll get bought by a Premier League club who is just like, oh, French players? Okay. Like, All right, so you side thumb that. It was the summer of Ligue 1. Yeah, I'll give it a, a thumbs up simply because he wasn't going to be doing anything at Villa, and those are wages off the books. Exactly. Uh, Matthew Loughton off to Burnley. I, I think that's a thumbs down, and again, he I think he would have been competition to start a right back. Yeah, absolutely. Thumbs down. Totally agreed. I think he, I think he's actually a better right back than Hutton or Bakuna. Um, exactly, and but if Sherwood's not going to play him, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think the thing with Loughton is he's not as good defensively as Hutton, and he's not as good offensively as Bakuna. But as an average player, he's better than both. Uh, but eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ron Vlar. Transferred off to a uh, physio's table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thumbs up for not re-signing him before that injury yeah. came along. You're giving it a, a neutral thumb. Yeah, we might as well have just flogged him off to Manchester United in January for two million <laughs> because that would have just been funny if he was injured there for the rest of his life. That's fair. Uh, Nicholas Hellenius, back to Alborg. Good, good for him. Yeah, good for him. I, I hope he does really well there. Made me really sad to see him go. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wanted him to succeed here, especially after he got pantsed. <laughs> and it um, wasn't a penalty. How, do you, how does someone pull down your pants? And you, and you, what? His dong was swaggering around in his briefs, which, like by the Jermaine. way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, God. Uh, Antonio Luna, off to Ibar. Oh, Tony Moon. Enjoy the Spanish sun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thumbs thumbs uh, alto. Alto, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Shea Given off to Stoke City. That seems like a good place to pick up a paycheck. Yep, absolutely, and it seems like a great thing to get off of our paychecks. Yep. Uh, thumbs up all around. Fabian Delph. Uh, the snake. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I got to, yeah. Two that thumbs down. Simple. Two thumbs down just because he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the fact that he's just sort of languishing in the nether regions of Manchester City. He was, he was bought because he was English. as a homegrown player that's... And I don't know. He's not gonna. He's in the England squad. He's not gonna actively damage City. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the eight million for City is the same way that we were talking about. Eh, it was one million. It, yeah, and also the way that we didn't get zero million for him. You know. Yeah, absolutely. We got eight million. So maybe it should just be one thumb down because he yeah. helped fund yeah. uh, his better replacement. Maybe yeah, paid for whatever. Yeah, uh, Christian Benteke. Ah. Uh. They paid the price. Liverpool paid the price. Yep, thumbs up. We, we got a huge sum for him, and best of luck to him. He's already going to move on from Liverpool in not, not too long. God, I hope so, because they don't know how to play with him, and it is a damn shame. Yeah. Um, they, they have the players to make him one of the best strikers in football, and they're not going to do it. Yeah, um, he's going to have to do it himself. Yeah. Alexander Tonev off to my favorite team name of the summer, Frosinone. Rosinone. Rosinone. It's, it's a good move. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say good be, because we don't need the racist on our team. Yeah. Um, plus, he gave me the chance to both type and say Rosinone. Yeah, exactly. Continuing with outgoing players, Ali Sissoko off to Porto on loan, probably gone forever. Yeah, I, th I, th I think it's a move that works for both clubs. I, it's just Porto, so they probably swindled us because they're Porto, but they do that for once. Don't feel bad. Yep, absolutely. they're paying his wages. Thumbs up on that. Callum Robinson over to Bristol City. Good. He'll, he'll join Baker there and playing a year in the championship. Hopefully he should start and then maybe have a chance to crack the squad next year. Yep, absolutely. Definitely a good. I don't think he would have been playing all that much with Villa this year, so get him some experience. Jean-Wad de Nassien, off to Wycombe Wanderers. Wickham. They have an awesome Wickham. logo. Is I'm it really? Impressed. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, England. Yeah, it's, it's my... It's my uh, my ultimate team's crest because it was like the default one they gave me, and I was like, "Well, this is fucking sweet," so I'm keeping it. <laughs> I have to, I have to look this up. So, what are you, what are you saying for uh, Wickham? What, what are they in League Two? I don't know. Something like that. Hey, good news! I'm looking. Young. Ridiculously um, young, so good. We're good to play. Yeah, I, but I'll give it a thumbs to the side, mostly because I don't really care. I don't think Denasian is going to do much for us. Uh, Ricardo Calder off to Dundee FC, which is also fun to say. Yeah, they needed him because they, they just, I think they sold uh, Chifchi, who was the, the Turkish guy they had who had five-star skills. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, I think that, did they sell him to Celtic? I don't know. But yeah, I think they, uh, I think he'll get a play in the Scottish League and it's not a bad league, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anytime you can send a teenager out to get Scottish Premier League experience, 
is a good thing. Uh, what would the Scottish Premier League be? League One, minus the top two clubs. Yeah, I, I, I think so. League One championship. When, when Rangers, when Rangers come back up and are good again, I think championship. Right. Uh, Nathan Baker off to Bristol City. We already said that was a good thing. Uh, same with Joe Bennett off to AFC Bournemouth. So both yeah, of those yeah. get thumbs up from us. Yep. All right. We're in the home stretch here. Players coming in. Let's start with the loaned in player, Tiago or Laurie. I, I think I think it can only be good, you know. If you, if we don't, we have no obligation to play him. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll we give it a thumb sideways because I don't think it really helped us a ton, but it didn't There's hurt. No us downside. Either. Yeah, know? exactly. There's no downside, but I, given some of our other successes, I'm hesitant to give it a full thumbs up. And those other successes, Scott Sinclair, two point five million from City. Yeah, I, I rated this move an A minus back in January, and it's it's worked out perfectly, you know. Yeah. That, that, that's a thumbs up because yeah. of uh, he's he's paid for it with five goals already. Yeah, uh, it's just the season. And what was it, eight goals in the month of August, all told? Yeah, I Good think so. God. Uh, Micah Richards, Manchester City. Good, great move. Yep, absolutely, uh, especially with the fact that if needs be, he can move over to right back. Mark Bunn, Norwich City. Eh, whatever, we needed a backup goalie. He's a backup yeah. goalie. Yeah, I'll put that as a side thumb. I'm still wondering what the heck's going to happen to Jed Steer. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, if if we don't loan him out, I'm not sure why we needed Mark Bunn. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm thumb sideways, maybe a little bit downwards, but nothing to do with Mark Bunn, more to do with the, the team itself. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Idris Agana. He looks great so far. Yeah, absolutely. The double thumbs up for that, especially if we're replacing the snake uh, and doing so in good fashion. Jordan Amavi. Again, two thumbs up. I'd say that move is nice. Nice. Uh, it's not nice. I refuse to pronounce it that way. Uh, Jordan Ayu. Oh, right now I think a thumbs up. I think he's got a lot of potential. He needs to stay on side, but he's going to yeah. score some goals. I'll give him a thumbs sideway right now, only because we haven't really seen what he can do, but I will tell you that he is definitely a sleeper pick uh, for this team. And That's everyone for you. Andre Ayu was such a good move because he was free. He wasn't free. Swansea paid him $6 million to sign. Yeah, absolutely. It, it not was, free. It was a great move, but he was not free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and plus, we haven't seen enough of Jordan Ayew to be able to condemn him as the worst of the Ayew brothers right now. Exactly. Uh, Jose Angel Crespo, your beard's inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, unfortunately, just a side thumb because, again, we haven't seen him. Yeah, absolutely. Side thumb. I, I'm actually kind of eager to see what he can do. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's... Almost entirely because I like the beard. Yeah. Which is half the reason I love Nathan Baker, too. So, um, you know, uh, let's sign you up for the team soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll become my favorite player instantly. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Veratu. Uh, again, a side thumb. Um, I don't think he's been used in the right role, and he honestly hasn't played a whole lot either. Yep, absolutely. I'll give him a side thumb as well. I think he has definite potential. Yeah, much more potential to become a thumbs up than a thumbs down. But uh, as of right now, that's a side thumb. Rudy Shested. I, I unfortunately I have to give a side thumb. Although he scored the opening goal for the season against Burnmouth, got the winner there. He's shown as much bad as he is good. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I'm I'm gonna give him a lot of time though because he's he's ripped a couple of shots that have gone just wide of the post, and he's a dude known just for his aerial prowess. So yep, absolutely. Any, any goals he scores with his feet's a bonus. Yep, side them as well. Um, you know, his his chest down to Westwood the other day showed some presence in the box. Um, I just think he needs to get a little bit better service uh, in. Uh, it's also a side them for me because I worry that it makes Villa play that just slinging crosses style. Yeah, and that, that's that's unfortunate. Even though Jordan Amavi is a great crosser, though. So yeah, uh, Matija Sarkic. Good. Good, yeah, mostly because there's no reason to say otherwise. Uh, Julian Lescott? Good. Same thing, good. You forgot one, too. Uh, yeah, I was saving that one for last. Uh, Adama Traore, stolen from Barcelona. I only have two thumbs, but very nice. Yeah, that is definitely two thumbs up. We got a player from Barcelona who actually looks like the type of player you expect when you hear someone got a player from Barcelona. Yeah, and, and Barcelona's probably just like, oh, shit, like... Whoops! Like, I you know, can't, no, I like, don't think they are because it's Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you, you got to figure if this dude can do this in the Premier League. 
sure, okay, that's fine. I mean, who was he going to replace at Barcelona? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's no one's displacing any of the Holy Trinity, but you still have, like, Munir, who's the backup, I guess, and we've even seen players like De La Feu even go to Everton. It's just you're not going to crack that team. Yeah, no, he's he's never going to crack that team right now, so I think Barcelona is loving this move because, yeah. oh, look, he's proving himself in the Premier League and we can buy him back. Sweet. Yeah, that's true. Let's let Villa develop him for a few years and then we'll buy him back. I mean, I think this works out for everyone, and I kind of hope that Barcelona have enough of a logjam that he develops into a good player and they don't need to buy him back. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. Yeah, so oh, that will. is our, our thumbs up, thumbs down overall on the window. What are you going to give it? Oh, pretty pretty resounding thumbs up, I think. I think we, like we said, the net spend under $10 million. Sure, we sold Benteke, but we actually got some good deals on players. Yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up. You entirely revamped the squad for under £10 million. That's incredible. Sherwood remade the world in his own image. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You revamped the squad in under £10 million, and you didn't do it the Paul Lambert way of buying League Two players. I just remember seeing a tweet from Slakey, and it was, Lambert has to wheel and deal on Bosman's. Gonna go drink poison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank God we didn't have to see that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 19 players went out, though. That's crazy. That's Yeah, that's absolutely insane. And 13 came in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's... God. It has to be one of the biggest turnover rates in the Premier League. Yeah, it's, it's like a video game-esque turnover rate. Like, you try to just chop the squad, and you're like, uh, this guy's out, this guy's out, I don't want him, I don't want him. Like, I need some money to bring in players, though. But, I mean, did the job. It's crazy, but... This looks sure. like what happens when you're a high-spending squad and you get dropped to the championship. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, well, there go nine of my 11. Except we upgraded in most mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, or at least side-graded. Yeah, side-graded. I like that. <laughs> uh... Let's quickly uh, want to hit some Twitter questions. We're yeah, yeah, a bit longer than I thought we were going to today. Yeah. I could sit here and talk Villa all day, though. Yeah, exactly. Not, I'm going to get apartment hunting. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, something to do. Uh, so uh, Twitter questions. What ones did we get? We got a lot today. I'm not sure if we'll be able to get to everyone. Uh, here's one from AVFC Detroit. Here's one. If you had a million bucks to spend in the U.S. to promote Villa to potential fans, what would you spend it on? Um, just don't do promoted tweets. Oh, God, no. Um, I think this is actually really well-timed because I believe in one minute your story about Aston Villa North America is dropping. Yeah, yeah, finally finally about the North American Villains meetup. It was on the first game of the season, so about a month ago. But If I had a million to spend on uh, marketing in the United States, I might actually consider throwing part of it towards subsidizing that Amer- North American Villains meetup. Uh, yeah, either that or, or to Lions Clubs to try to, I don't know, buy beer for new fans or, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think subsidizing these clubs a little bit would be a huge boost. Because um, this is a big yeah. market. With NBC signing that new deal, people are looking for teams. People are actually getting into soccer over here. And, you know, it's I think Villa could grow here. I don't know, maybe maybe producing like a, I don't know, not like a documentary, but something something of the sort just to try to, I don't know, make something go viral, I guess. I don't know, it sounds easy, but... Yeah, uh, I, I think something. But just something yeah. not like overly cheesy or like, oh, or like too overly promoted, you yep. know. As we speak, there drops your story about the North American Villa Meetup. Read it, it's a really good story. Jack did some awesome work on that. Um, I got to edit it last night and he had gone to, well, you can tell us really quickly. Yeah, yeah, the the Bluefoot Bar in San Diego, there were about 80 Villa fans there, and really from all over the world, really, so, so really it's really interesting, met some great people. It's a really cool story. I hope it's somewhere where I could maybe go next year. There was not a chance in hell I was going to make it to San Diego this year. Yeah, l- luckily I was already in California. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other Twitter questions that caught your, uh, caught your eye? Um... Let's see. Have you seen Harry Kane? Okay, what formation should we use in game out of the international break? And I don't know. I, I still think um, trying to use either Grealish or Carlos Hill in the false nine. Just yeah. because if you have two outside forwards like Jordan Ayew and Adama Traore, both of them can go forward and, sh- and have a shot. And Hill and Grealish are reluctant to shoot. So let's yeah. try to get them to play the key pass. I could see something like a 4-3-3 with Sinclair out on the left wing and Triore out on the right wing, and then just add I use someone in the middle there. 
I, uh, I can't believe I just forgot about Scott Sinclair. Scott Sinclair needs to start. That's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sinclair starts. So maybe a 4-3-3, which unfortunately I think at this point would mean that one of Grealish or Adama doesn't start. Uh, yeah, probably. You play one, of, one of them off the bench. It's important to have someone useful off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because yeah. you don't break up that midfield. I think you play Westwood, Ghana, uh, Sanchez in the in the central three. Yeah, until it fails, you play that midfield. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then when one of them picks up a card, you bring on Vera too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that sort of ties into Rick or Rock Strongo's "Add Good Opinion Man." How would you deploy the three big creative talents of Adama, Grealish, and Hill in terms of playing? Who starts of that group? Well, I don't know. I don't know if we can call Adama a creative talent, but he's definitely a, a an attack-minded player that can. I guess he can create stuff. I just don't think of him as as someone with the vision like Hill uh, or Grealish. And mm-hmm. I I think at this point you can only deploy two out of three. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and and maybe even only one. Uh, unless unless you're playing a four-two-three-one, but I don't know. Like you said, we can't split that midfield up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and his, so, his other one was: Do you see Scott Sinclair getting a run of play at striker? I think it's possible. Yeah, I I know Adam Adam Clark is tired of that possibility. I actually sort of think uh, Scott Sinclair should be getting a run of play at exactly what he's been doing lately. Sort of out on that left wing with the ability to drift in a little bit. Um, because he's been doing so damn well there. And he links up really well with Amavi. They can do some nice overlap play out on the left. Um, yeah, it's obvious he's comfortable there and yeah, the results. I think if there's an injury crisis, sure, maybe Sinclair at striker, but right now keep him out on the left wing where he's getting the results, yeah. Yeah, no no reason not to do so. Um, and his other, his other one was, has Hutton played well enough in his two chances this season to push Bakuna for serious playing time? I think, yeah, the big argument for Bakuna is that he's an attacking player, but look at the positions that Hutton was getting into last match. He was he was unmarked on the right loads of times, just wasn't fed the ball. Yeah, I actually thought uh, in a match in which both players had the chance to be attacking creative forces, Hutton was the better creative force despite playing the position further back, and he played, of course, better defense than Bakuna has. So at this point, I think I start Hutton at right back. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and then we got from... Uh, I can't read what that is. At Brethaton Dothrak, how long would you give Sherwood if things went sour? Uh, live or die by the Sherwood, I think. we gotta get, you got to see the season out. At, at the very least, he's got... He, he brought in all these new players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you see that article from Matt Kendrick that he's taking responsibility for all of those signings? Okay. Despite the fact that we have a director of recruitment and a new sporting director, Sherwood says the final yes or no was his in every decision. Um, I, I, and if, I think that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the European-style sporting director at all, in which the sporting director makes the moves and the manager lives with it. Yeah. Um, it was really yeah, kind of interesting to see that. I think Sherwood, he has to have that, that aspect of control, and as long as Tom Fox and German guy, I forgot his name, are comfortable with that, okay. As long yeah. as it's working. As long as it's working. There's no reason. Yep, absolutely. I think if it starts to go sour, he gets until at least December, but I honestly think he sees out the season. Even if we're yep. bottom, I think he's still here after the January window. Yeah. Uh, the only way I see him not being here is if we are relegation zone in March. Exactly, yeah. Um, then he then might hire Dick Advocate. <laughs> and then he'll say he doesn't want to stick around and you convince him for a year anyway. Yeah. God, keep Dick Advocat over at Sunderland because I think he's one of the best chances of taking one of those relegation spots. Probably. Uh, God, and Tony Pulis over at West Brom can take the other one. (laughs) Never been relegated, Tony Pulis. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but I was walking past UMD's soccer practice fields and they had the, you know, the yellow dummies that you stick in the ground. Yeah, the freaky ones. Yeah, they had a, a line of eight of them right on the 18 spanning the whole pitch, and I said, I wonder if Tim Sherwood could use this eight at the back formation. And someone tweeted back at me and said, oh, it's the Tony Pulis school of soccer. <laughs> well, this was like Lescott was playing as a left back because they just used four center halves. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that. on. Oh, yeah, and I guess we, we had one from, from Hold Under, which we'd seen this before, and Matt Kendrick had an article about it in the Bermuda Mail. And it was for Tom Griffiths to be made a mascot by Aston Villa. And there's a, li- a little, what, he's a seven-year-old kid, has leukemia. And if you, if you saw the picture, it's, it's just heartbreaking. But he's, he obviously just loves Villa. 
Yeah, absolutely. His dad was saying that taking the kid, taking Tom to Villa matches is the best part of his his week because it's the one time that Tom gets to forget his battle with leukemia and instead just gets to focus on Villa, on something, you know, at least to him, uplifting. And, and it sort of puts things into perspective. We bitch and complain about Villa and talk about how depressing they are. And you know what? It's a sport. It's fun. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It's a game. It's it's what we're here for. Um, so come on, Villa. I, I think I think that's going to happen. Like Matt Kendrick said in response to someone, Villa are usually pretty good about stuff like this. Jordan Amavi, I believe it was, has already pledged to give his uh, his shirt to Tom Griffiths. Great. Um, I I think this is something that could go very well. Um, and and all our best and all our thoughts to Tom. Um, and we hope that ends up working out as best as it can. Yeah, so, I mean, after that, um, I think we'll just, just go over the international break really quickly. Like we said, Jordan Ayu already scored. Uh, Drissi Ghana involved for his country, Rudy Justed. Uh, Ghana's with Senegal, Justed with Benin. Clark with Repo- Republic of Ireland. Alan Hutton with Scotland. Brad Guzan with the USA. And Carlos Sanchez with Colombia. Yep, absolutely. Brad Guzan, the starting goalkeeper for the United States, beating out some hack from Everton. Yeah, the the former Secretary of Defense. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting decision, I think, over there, because Tim Howard was unquestionably fantastic for the United States in the World Cup last summer, but he's been gone for a year, and Guzan was great in the Gold Cup for the U.S. this year. So I, I think he has to get that start, especially for that really critical Confederations Cup qualifier. And Howard was showing sure signs of aging last year, but just turned in a great performance against Spurs man of the match in yeah. that scoreless draw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, just another great performance from him. But I think, strangely, it's a smart move from Klinsman. Keep the guy that oh, yeah. has, has gelled with the team for the past year. Um, and then reevaluate. Yep. Yep. And then reevaluate after that Mexico Confederations Cup qualifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on international football, of course. Um, I God, <laughs> I am so pushed to care about international football. Yeah, I mean, I just I, it's just a good time for the squad to get a break, get those injuries healed up, get people up to fitness, mm-hmm. and come back with a win over Leicester, which will be back before that game. And yeah, I guess uh, we're still on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube. And, of course, keep checking back with 7500 to Holt for all your latest Villa news. Don't really have too much right now, like, like because it's a break. And, Robert, <laughs> anything, any final thoughts? Yeah, if you get a chance, please drop into iTunes and give us a review. Uh, we've Give us a good review, give us a bad review, give us whatever. But we don't even have enough reviews on iTunes for that to show up. Um, and I'd like it if people saw it and they could, you know, click on it and actually see what people had to say about this. So if you've got a couple of seconds, just drop in a review for us on iTunes. If you're on your iPhone, it's super easy. If you're on your computer, it's super easy. We would really appreciate it. Um, it I, I'd just like to get this out there more. We're getting more and more listeners, and I'd like to hear from you guys. So if you have the time, please give us one of those. Yeah, that would that would be very excellent if you did so. So. Anyways, for Robert Lintot, I'm Jack Grimsey. Thanks for listening to the whole cast. We'll see you next time.